Okay, so that concludes 20 minutes of silent meditation. Uh, we're going to do the third step prayer now together as a group. Uh, uh, we're going to do it a little different maybe than you've done it before unless you've been here a lot. We're going to do it one breath at a time. And in between each breath, we're going to take a few extra breaths and actually do what the prayer is asking us to do and not do what it's asking us to not do. So I would encourage you to keep your eyes closed. And for me, the first line of the prayer is the word God. So I breathe in God. And I take a few breaths. And I think that the prayer is asking me to make a connection with this thing called God. So what I like to do is to continue calling to it God, higher power, infinite intelligence, whatever you want to call it. Continue calling to it for a few breaths as if I was calling to a friend to get their attention. And when I'm ready, I breathe out. I offer myself to thee. Again, I take a few breaths and I consider this statement. Do I really offer myself right here, right now, all of me to my higher power? And I breathe in to build with me and to do with me as thou wilt. Again, I take a few breaths and I think about what my higher power might want to build with me or do with me today. I see if there isn't a feeling or a sense or a knowing of what that might be for today, for right now. And I breathe out, relieve me of the bondage of self. And I take a few breaths and I try to see what it might feel like or sound like or be like if I had no bondage of self, no old ideas, no opinions, no story, just a quiet, open mind. And I breathe in, that I may better do thy will. Again, I take a few breaths. And I think about how much better could I do God's will if I truly had a quiet, open mind.
and I breathe out. Take away my difficulties. And I take a few breaths and I look over my day today so far. And I try to see what have been my difficulties. What has gotten in the way of me being the person that I think my higher power would have me been today so far? And I breathe in, that victories over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. And I take a few breaths and I think about the people I might come in contact with the rest of today. And I think about how I might affect them if I really was an example of God's power, God's love, and God's way of life. And I breathe out the last line of the prayer. May I do thy will always. And I allow myself to smile. And I take a few breaths. And I picture myself doing God's will right here, right now, always. Allow yourself to take a few more breaths with your eyes open and just allow yourself to connect with the now with your eyes open to connect with where you are, where you're sitting. Uh, try, if you can, to become conscious that you're seeing, that seeing is happening through your eyes. Something is seeing through your eyes. Try not to get caught up in what you're seeing, but experience seeing as if you've never experienced it before. Wow, it's pretty cool. I see light, I see dark, I see colors, I see shapes. I see things. Hmm. It's nice. Wow. Thank you. Thank you for coming and meditating with me and praying with me. Thank you so much. I feel so, uh, I feel so blessed right now having had the opportunity to have this experience with you and, and now to get to share about it. So, um, so I'm Randy and I'm alcoholic and, uh,
what that means for me is that my body is allergic to alcohol. That's all it means for me to be alcoholic is I'm allergic to alcohol. I can never, ever drink alcohol successfully ever again because I'm allergic to it. That's it. The reason I'm allergic to alcohol is because I have a disease and the disease is called alcoholism and the disease centers in my mind. The only thing that my disease has to do with alcohol is that alcohol was the best over-the-counter treatment for my disease. Because my disease, the disease of alcoholism, how it manifests in my life is it manifests as a, as a fault-finding, opinionated, unsatisfiable mind that's always in a hurry, easily frustrated and can't stand the word no. And because I have this mental illness, this disease that talks to me in my own voice and tells me, it tells me what I need to be happy. And then when I get what it told me that I needed to be happy, it tells me that that's not really what I needed to be happy. I need that plus something else. And it's always moving the target. So in alcoholism, in the disease, when the disease is active, I can never be okay in this moment, ever. There's always something wrong. And in that state of disease, I become very uncomfortable, sometimes more than others. When I get uncomfortable enough, I'm going to fart, start, I'm going to start to seek something, anything that will kill my pain. And my experience from years of practicing alcohol was the best over-the-counter, easiest to get uh, treatment for my disease. Alcohol quieted my mind. It made, it made me able to live in the moment. It made me a better dancer. It made me what I thought was smarter, better at conversations. It made me taller and funnier and easier to talk to people. It did everything I ever wanted alcohol did, and that's why I drank it so much, and that is why I'm allergic to it today. So I can't drink alcohol anymore to treat the disease, and I can't live without a treatment for this disease because it's too damn painful in my mind, always telling me what's wrong in my life and pointing out the, the bad and not the good. And uh, so, so you could try some, try some, pi, uh, try the power of positive thinking. <laughs> I have tried that. It's fantastic. I can do it for uh, lengths of time. I can think positively. I can do that with all my will. If I put all my will power into positive thinking, I can do that for a while. And then it sees something that's just outside of the realm of possibility for my positive thinking, and I go right back into alcoholism. So I can't restore myself to sanity through positive thinking. If I could, I would be practicing that program, not this one. What I have found is that positive thinking leads to more unsatisfiable mind in a positive way. <laughs> <laughs> oh brother so I have this disease it needs to be treated in the, the 12 steps as a way of life if practiced as a way of life is a thing that treats the disease this is not a self-help program this is a higher power help program I'm going to learn to trust and rely on a higher power I'm not going to be trusting and relying on positive thinking or Carl Jung's theories 
or anything else I might read in a book somewhere. I'm going to be trusting and relying on a power greater than myself that restores me to sanity. And that's a hard message to hear because you came to this meeting today, I guarantee you came here hoping you would hear something that you could use later to get the things that your mind is telling you that you need to be happy. Because that's what I did for years, and I still do it. I still, when I'm unconscious, I think, oh, if I just had that, if I just had that guy as a sponsor, or if I just worked the fourth step harder, or if I, if I just had a little more money in the bank, then I'd be happy. And I get distracted by the disease. And it never works. The only thing that restores me to sanity is this relationship with this higher power. So I said in the, in the group chat thing on FaceTime, uh, on uh, WhatsApp, that I would talk about 60 to 63. I haven't read it for a while as a group. Um, if you're new to this group, I think if you want to have a life-changing experience, I would recommend that when you wake up every morning, the first thing you do after you turn on your coffee pot, of course, because you don't want to miss that. But after you do that, you sit down with the big book and you open it to page 60 and you read it and you read it in the first person, in the I. So I'm going to read it in the first person and I'm, I'm going to read it and talk about it a little bit, see how much we could get through. But it's on page 60 in the big book. It starts with being convinced. It says being convinced we were at step three. I read it a little differently. Being convinced that I'm at step three which is that I decided to turn my will and my life over to the care of God as I understood it. That's what step three is about. Step three doesn't say, now that I haven't drank for a while and I have a sponsor and I'm working the steps that now I'm going to act better in my life. No, it says, step three is where I decide to turn my will and my life, my thoughts and my actions over to the care of God as I understood it. Just what do I mean by that and just what do I do? And then it immediately takes me right back to step one. The first requirement, step one, the first requirement is that I be convinced that any life run on self-will can hardly be a success. That on my own power, with my own thinking, based on all of my old ideas and my perception of what's happened to me in the past, based on all of that, I'm going to be, I, I, I need to be convinced that using all of that old information that used to keep me alive, that any life run on that information can hardly be a success. That my life run on that information, on the old information, on everything I know up until this moment right now, this moment, everything I've learned in AA, everything, my life will hardly be a success. On that basis, if I'm using my old ideas and my old information, even stuff I've learned in AA, on that basis, I am almost always in collision with somebody, something or somebody, even though my motives are good. Even though I have good thoughts of going to a meeting and picking up the, the cleaning the trash after the meeting, even though my motives are good, I'm going to be in collision with something or somebody because I'm going to pick up a cup before that cup is finished because I want to get the room clean because I got somewhere to go after this meeting. But I had great motives of cleaning the room. I just started before the meeting ended 
because I got places to go and I moved a cup that wasn't drunk yet and now I got a drunk that's mad at me because he didn't get to finish his coffee. And inevitably, I step on the toes of others. Most people, me, I, doesn't matter about most people. This disease does not affect most people. It affects me on a daily basis. I have to treat the disease for me. So I, I, as an alcoholic with alcoholism, try to live by self-propulsion. I try to figure out what it is that's going to make me happy and then go do it. Based on everything I know from the past. I am like a person, I am like an actor who wants to run the whole show. So very confusing to everybody else because there's a director and there's other actors and there's art department and there's lighting. But I'm the actor that shows up and wants to run all of it. Nobody else gets to have a say, you do it my way, it'll be great. Just stand where I, I know the director told you to stand over there, but I'm telling you it's going to go better if you stand over here. Forget about what the director said. He's just the director. He doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm the actor. I am forever trying to arrange the show, the lights, the ballet, the scenery, everything, everything in my life in my own way. If you guys, if you all would just stay put, if you'd just do as I wished, the show would be great. Everybody, I promise you, just do what I say and everybody will be pleased, including me. Life would be wonderful if you would just stay put. Just stay put, gosh darn it. In trying to make these arrangements, I will try anything to get you to stay put. Sometimes I'll be kind and considerate and patient and generous and even modest and self-sacrificing. Sometimes I will try that and I will usually try that first to get what I want. If that doesn't work, I will become mean, egotistical, selfish, and dishonest. But like most humans, I'm going to have varied traits, a little kindness with a little whip to try to get you to do what I want. But here's what happens. The show doesn't come off very well. How could it? I'm not doing what the director's saying. I'm trying to get you to not do what the director's saying. I put the lights where I want them, not where the show is. How could it? I'm not trying to see how I fit into the show and be of service to the show. I'm trying to make the show happen the way I want it to, which means I'm the star, even though I don't even have a speaking part. <laughs> I'm going to be the star. Uh, so what happens? The show doesn't come off very well. I begin to think life doesn't treat me right. Poor me. Ah, self-pity, the most, the most overused technique to get what I want as an alcoholic with alcoholism. I would encourage you to look at your life. Self-pity. The show doesn't come off. And I think, I begin to think the life doesn't treat me right. And I let everybody know how sad it is to be me. Because if I can get you to feel bad enough about how sad it is to be me, maybe I could trick you into staying put through my self-pity. Maybe I could trick you into giving me what I want through my self-pity. I decide to exert myself more. I become on the next occasion still more demanding or gracious as the case may be. I try harder, that's all. 
I never surrender until I'm completely beat. Still, the play doesn't suit me. Admitting I may be somewhat at fault. I may be somewhat at fault, but you still need to stand where I'm telling you to stand. (laughs) I may be a little wrong, but I'm not as wrong as you are. Still, the play does not suit me. Admitting I may be at fault, I'm sure that you are more to blame. I am sure of it. I am absolutely positive in alcoholism that you are that you are more to blame than I am. I become angry, indignant, self-pitying. Then it asks this great question. What is my basic trouble? I think this is Alcoholics Anonymous. I believe with every fiber in my body it should say... I drank too much and I did stupid things. That's my basic trouble. I drank too much and I did stupid things. Now I'm not drinking. If people would just stay put and do as I tell them to do, the show would be great. But it doesn't say that. It says, what is my basic trouble? R&I, me, Randy, alcoholic with alcoholism. Oh, thanks, Craig. Somebody's bombing us, evidently. Uh, uh, aren't I really a self-seeker even when trying to be kind aren't I really a self-seeker even when I'm trying to be kind aren't I aren't I aren't I always trying to get what I want even if I'm being kind as an out <laughs> oh shoot Maybe everybody's been captured. Um, Aren't I really a self-seeker even when I'm trying to be kind? Aren't I? I have to look at my life and my actions because I have to see that this is what I do, that I go out into the world and I'm always trading. I'm always trying to get something for what I give. (laughs) Wow. I don't know how to stop that, <laughs> but somebody has captured uh, captured us. Chat altogether. What's that? Just yeah. Can you turn the chat off? I'm looking for you. Okay. <laughs> I think it's kind of funny that someone would come take take their time to come to an AA meeting, and uh, and this is what they would want to do. Are you raising your hand, Lars? Yes. Yeah, it's what you need behind Lars Alcoholic. It's this guy Craig's iPhone. He needs to be dropped from the meeting. Do you know how to do that? The iPhone called iPhone or Craig's iPhone? Craig's iPhone. I don't see Craig's oh, iPhone. Yeah. Craig, well, it's just that there's no picture. Craig's iPhone is doing that. So then you, you do on the drop down thing, you you drop him, delete from, um, remove from meeting, I think. Yeah, he's, he's out. All okay. Right. Okay. Oh, he wants right. to come back. Yeah, well, I wouldn't let him work on the That's what bombers do. Okay. The waiting room. Okay. Yes. Thank you. We're with you, Randy. All right, cool. Well, I'm pretty much done. So, so the last thing I'll read from 60 to 63 is this. Am I not a victim of the delusion that I can wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if I only manage well? And again, I have to ask myself that question. Just like where I started with the idea that I could come to this meeting 
and I could learn something. That idea, that delusion, that lie is so deep inside of me. I have the delusion that one day I'm going to wrest satisfaction and happiness out of this world if I only manage well. And by manage well means go to the right meeting, get the right sponsor, read the right self-help book. That's what manage well looks like for me. Again, this is a God help program. This is a program where I'm going to, in step two, I'm going to start coming to believe that a power greater than myself could restore me to sanity. Not, I do not restore myself to sanity. It is not my job. All right, I'm going to stop sharing now, and uh, we're still trying to figure out who's bombing us. It's very exciting. Um, maybe if y'all turn on your... Turn on your... You did turn it off? Yeah. Okay. Good. All right. So that's enough out of me. We're going to open the meeting up for sharing. You can share about whatever you want. Um, I do record this meeting. So if you share, it will be... um, It's recorded. I don't record a video and I don't record uh, the chat. So (laughs) that'll, that'll all just disappear in time. I hope that it wasn't too traumatizing for anybody. Uh, it's kind of crazy to have, uh, to be carrying a message of recovery and, and hope and peace and have that craziness going on in the background popping up on the screen. But hey, it's what it is. It's life. Sybil? Hi, Sybil Alcoholic. Hi. So happy to be here. Okay. Um, I uh, really enjoyed that meditation. What I got, um, I joined a little late, but that's fine. It motivated me to meditate. And then my power went off, and so I kept meditating longer, so it all kind of worked out. Um, um, I didn't know I was disconnected from the meeting. And, you know, sometimes I just need that willingness to, like, well, I'm going to do this at this time. And... I mean, for me personally, meditation is what like solves my problem. I woke up very. I, I've had non for, for a long, long time. I have, I have um, relapse dreams pretty much every day, every night. Um, and uh, I don't know why. You know, this month I'll have thirteen years. You know, I, I started having them like whatever it doesn't matter. Anyway, I woke up from a horrible nightmare, and I had to do this thing at six a.m. where. You have to try to sign up your kids for the after-school thing, and everyone's so type A in Santa Monica that you need to, you know, you got to be there and, like, ready to push the button like you're going to concert to get your um, kids' after-school stuff. So me and my husband were on the two different computers to press it, and and he got he got Teddy, my, my oldest, into the two things, and then I got one for my youngest one, and then I missed the other one. It's like I lost perspective. It's like... I just like, I was like, I hate this. I hate Santa Monica. I hate the system. I'm just like, I like, <laughs> just like really dark place. And um, it's embarrassing. And then um, I just had this heavy heart and I went to the Starbucks and it was freezing cold, you know, and I just like, <laughs> what's wrong? And then I was like, 
finally I was just like, okay, I'll just meditate in this meeting, you know, and not be a, just like chill out, you know, and, um, you know, I had that to-do list, like, I got to do these things, and, like, I actually don't, <laughs> and, and then when we, you know, I was listening to you, and I was just like, damn, that's like, just, just alcoholism, so, you know, I took care of my kids who had COVID for a while, one after another, and then I got it at the very end, and so I'm finally better, and like, I, I think like in a day or two, I don't need to isolate anymore. And when I was sick, of course, like I suddenly miss being social. But when I'm healthy, I'm never social, you know. But it's like I was like, oh, I just miss all my friends. And I'm like, I don't even see anybody. And I, I never even want to, you know. And like, I, it's just the craziness, you know. And then what really cheered me up today was those bombers. I I don't know what happened. but when, And that's why I raised my hand. So it's like, like, no, truly, like that this is the best thing they can do today is like, it just cracks me up. It's just crazy. Like, it's crazy. And it's so wonderful. Like, and it really, like, shifted me. And I'm like, here we are, talking, like, meditating, recovering. And, like, these people are like, you know, this, this. It's just unbelievable. And it's pretty cool. And what's funny is when I did tap in, when I signed in, um, I thought, oh, cool. There doesn't have to be a password today, you know? And I was like, oh, awesome. I love that. I don't have to figure out the password. And now look what we got. Right? <laughs> so I don't know. But anyway, it's just great to be here. And I'm present. I'm in my body. I'm going to recover from alcoholism, you know, one day at a time, one moment at a time. Excellent. Thanks, Sybil. Samuel. Can you unmute yourself? You're muted. Oh, I am? Oh, yeah. Sorry. Samuel, you're up. Oh, hi, everyone. Um, thanks, Andy. Uh, hi, I'm Samuel. I'm an alcoholic. Hi, Samuel. Uh, it's interesting we had bonus today. So in my home meeting, um, virtual home meeting, we, have, we, we always have a lot of bonus. And uh, up until last month, I was able to um, um, make the security better and improve it. So coming to see it, I was like, okay, <laughs> um, it, it, it's actually fine. I'm glad um, we could handle it. So uh, I really love the meditation meeting today, and um, I actually needed meditation um, because ten minutes before I came into this meeting, a friend of mine, she he knows how to trigger my crazy button and she triggered it and I got so angry and I was screaming and raising my voice as she was also raising my her voice on me too and um, it's made, it made me remember how I used to act when I was actively drinking and um, so when I joined the meeting I when I was meditating I just thought wow this is how I acted maybe um, it's not 100% her fault. Maybe I'm also wrong too. You know, that's what I've been learning that um, most times I'm, I'm also the cause of the, I'm also the reason the other person is angry at me. I'm also the reason I, I have a hand in the resentment I create for myself. So I was able to find out that I, I, was, uh, I was letting out my frustrations on her and uh, my ego was talking all throughout the conversation I had with her. 
So uh, um, I was able to, after this meeting, I'll be able to go back and now say I am sorry for, not I am sorry, but. So that's something I've learned. Not saying I'm sorry, but but you did this. You screamed at me. You initiated the and the the um, the conversation and all of that. I say I'm sorry for uh, letting my frustrations get over me. I'm sorry for um, letting my ego um, um, get over me at that moment. So I would do that, and that was thanks to the meditation. Um, it's funny we did where you're reading page 60 today because on Sunday I did um, step three with my sponsor and uh, it's actually, that was like the second time I'm going through um, page 60 and it's like every time I open it, I learn something very new. It's, it's actually very amazing. So um, I'm really happy about that. I have, have something to tell my sponsor on Sunday. <laughs> and... Um, uh, today I'm just five months and six days, so uh, next time I'll be in this meeting, I'll be officially six months. Yes. So um, that's that's <laughs> progress, even though it hasn't been perfect, but yeah, there's been progress. And yeah, just I really love this meeting, and I'm grateful for um, you, you guys always being here and making it open and welcoming. Thank you very much. Thanks, Samuel. Great to see you, Didi. Yeah, thank you. My name is Didi. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. And, and uh, I got a kick out of that, what just <laughs> happened. But you know what I give you more credit is you just remained calm and kept talking. And, you know, that power example. And I'm thinking, boy, it would have been me. I would have, I would have cursed it. You know, like, mm-hmm. what, you know, it was, it was good to see the transition. You would, not the transition, how you were just let's just keep on going but what i found funny is when he was taking people's name and kathy <laughs> she took kathy's name and you could see kathy like no it wasn't me was <laughs> and knowing kathy i know it wasn't her so you know it would have been me that, that, you know can you imagine he didn't take my name he must have known <laughs> they might believe oh no i'm just kidding oh my god so yeah, I needed that today. Uh, I really like that you read from pages 60 to 63. I had, I did that the other day, and, and I like it. said, I haven't done it in a while. So, you know, because I always think you wake up and you do it, you know. And and I and I did it, and when you were describing the actor, uh, there's other departments. I don't, you know, I, I, I think that. I, I never think it like that. There are other departments, and... Um, and I would, I, I would like, I wouldn't, anyway, how do I say this? When you were saying about self-pity and describing it like that, and, and my first thought, I don't do that, you know, I don't, you know, and, and I said, just the fact that you say you don't do that, let's check that out, you know, because, you know, anyway, it's, it's been great. Uh, I, I, I'm. I turn off the volume because sometimes when you come back online, it scares me a little from the meditation. So I turn it down low, and it so happened I turn it off. <laughs> and I'm, <clears throat> I'm meditating. I'm like, boy, this is getting too long. I shouldn't have come to this meeting and blah, blah, blah. And it just, but I had turned it off. And right away I was blaming somebody. 
Anyway, it was great. I did a longer meditation. It so happened that I came up, came back when you, I missed the prayer, but I did the meditation. But I was meditating. I didn't say the prayer. So anyway, it's great to be here. Thank you, Randy. Thanks, pass. Thanks. Uh, Shirley. Can you not tape me, please? Not tape you? Okay. Yeah. Hang on. Give me a second. Thank you. Okay. I remember early on in sobriety, uh, you were sharing in San Lorenzo about swimming upstream. My, the visual is so good, like going against what is. So, uh, thank God for this program. I would have never been able to figure it out on my own. I still can't. And self-help, that's what Ted was, oh, that is a hard message. It's not me, help. It's not Rick Power. Rick Power can't do this. I tried. I need God's power. And I love the equation that I learned from that. Me plus God is more power than me alone. Me plus God plus you? God, thank you so much. Thanks, Rick. Hi, Ruth. Oh, where did you go? Hi, Hi. I am. Hi, Ruth. Hi, I'm Ruth. I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> Randy, it is great to see you. <laughs> Jeez, it's been a while. You know, and, and I really want to thank you that you, you once again reminded me what I'm up against. Mm. You know, <laughs> you know, I love that you laugh because I laugh at myself too, mm-hmm. right? But what I'm really laughing at is the disease of my mind. Mm. My mind thinks it's God. Mm. <laughs> the most delusional thing. And I I didn't know that for a long time. Mm-hmm. But my mind it's it's always it's always wanting to arrange the world, the people, me, and it always thinks it's right. So it's really thinks it's God and that's the most funniest joke now. But I, but but do I believe it? Sometimes I'm so caught up in it that, you know, I'm off and running trying to play it, you know, and the book told me the first thing I got to do is quit playing God. So why do I keep going to my thoughts? I can't, this is a crazy place to go to because it's so opinionated. It's so fault finding. It's so judgmental, you know, and I have to let God be God and Ruth be Ruth that needs the help of this God in this program. You know, I wouldn't have a life today if if the literature didn't tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. It does tell me. Why don't I read it? Why don't I apply it? And that very first thing, quit playing God. You know, so thanks for reminding me of how uh, warped my mind is. And I'm not the answer. I love you. Love you, Ruth. Thank you. Great to see you again. Lars. Thank you, Randy. My name's Lars, an alcoholic. Hi, Lars. Hey, Randy. Um, Thanks, everybody, for being here and for your shares. My last share was, why don't I? I know this. Why don't I do it? And that's why we're here. We've got to do it every single day. Mm -hmm. I have to do this, you know, Randy. That's why we come see Randy, you know, or come be in this meeting with Randy. Just one of the things we do, like, you know, I'm not sure that Randy would say 
I'm not sure of alcohols. My daily retreat contingent on the maintenance of my spiritual condition. So I, I have to do this daily. If I skip, it was conceivably even a day. I, that'd be horrendous. That I didn't do something. Um, that was the maintenance of my spiritual condition. It's the whole deal for me. Um, you know, I was reflecting a little bit this morning, so it's nice that I, and it's quite, I don't know, it seems like a big number, nine years, I know, but it's weird. It's not like, whatever. It's, it's a bunch of, but one day at a time, but a couple of the things I was reflecting is this wonderful thing. First of all, everything I have in my life, I, I owe my sobriety. I would not have anything. Even though we're, um, I'm, when Randy talks, I'm exactly like that. The car, you get the car, I want the other car, the, you know, whatever it is, the house, whatever. And even, you know, with the things I have, even if I have certain dissatisfaction, if I didn't have those, you know, I, I, the fact that I have anything was because of a relationships with my children. Um, I'm in the house, I have a car, I'm not in jail. I can see, it's beautiful the way Randy describes the act of seeing. Thank you, Randy. And before I forget, Randy, thank you for doing this meeting, which I've been coming to I, I, maybe like two years or something on Zoom or whatever it is. On Zoom, I'm going to look at prime time, which is, you know, on principles and application is wonderful. And the way I look, you know, you know how I love the focuses and the reading of the third step prayer or your, the way you present the third step prayer, not read it, um, present the third step prayer. I really appreciate that. And the 60 to 63, I have this note that's just to every day, read 60 to 63, <laughs> which I try to do in Bible which I learned from you. Um, you know, I mean, the idea of doing, you know, that as, a, as part of my spiritual maintenance, and I probably have said that, I mean, I've said that on meetings, so that has spread to hundreds of other people via you, because I stay in on meetings, and if I'm talking to people individually, and it's my go-to when I... Um, I'm in a, in a bind, or in, I'm getting tangled up by, by my alcoholism. I go to 66.3. happens, my other thing is 12 and 12, 9, uh, 90 and 91, which is on, you know, restraint of pen and tongue, spiritual axiom that um, when, when, when we're bothered, disturbed, it's us. Those are my, my primary go-tos. And for example, so I was at, and I was able to, and my son got married a week ago. It's a big wedding. And Randy gave me some comments on that, which were extremely helpful and oriented the way I, I was, the way God would have me be right, that day. And in the morning, I spent a while sort of spiritually preparing myself. One of them was reading 60 to 63. So having that, but um, an AA allowed, and so I'm allowed to be out of the wedding. I was at the wedding. My son won't want to be there. I spoke. I you know, was one of the, gave some words and so on. That all went fine. Additional thought is that being sober and in Alcoholics Anonymous allows me, and I think us, to have two lives within one lifetime. Free, older, drunk life, and this sober life. It's really like it's a, it's a different life, and it's a beautiful opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's an extraordinary thing. And let me just so, and, and then I'll finish, as it happens, so I, and I go to a meeting, I go to a meeting almost every single day in Oakland, on Zoom, in o- I'm in New York, um, in Oakland, California, which gets like something like you know we like five bombers a week, something like that. They bomb there. It's like it's, it's a regular deal, and often much much worse than that one. But doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Move on. And 
we happen to be first uh, week of the month on tradition. No, it's step me in tradition. It was tradition nine, which is you know that that uh, you know never, never organized, but they have this from one seventy four of the twelve of all. Unless each AA, and I thought I'd raise it today, unless each AA member follows to the best of his ability our suggested 12 steps to recovery, he almost certainly signs his own death warrant. Mm. Maybe is the most direct statement by Bill Wilson of, like, death. Mm. Life and death, this thing. We know it's life and death. It says it all throughout the big book. But it's saying here, it's a death warrant. You don't do this. My drunkenness and dissolution are not penalties inflicted by people in authority. They result from my personal disobedience to spiritual principles, mm. not doing the steps. But just a reminder, it's do the steps, that's the obedience. That's sort of my obedience, and if I don't do them, it's disobedience. Because I'm to say great suffering and great love are AA's disciplinarians. There's no other, no one else getting it to you. No one's telling Randy to do this meeting. No one's telling me to go to this meeting. No one's telling Rick and everybody else come to this meeting. It's like, this is, it's, it's, self, it's self-disciplined and we need no other disciplinarians. And this thing happens. Well, it started, you know, hundred years ago, whatever, Dr. Bob in Akron, and it's just, um, you know, in Akron, a fabulous thing on my own, my life to it. Thank you for letting me share. Thanks. Lars? Uh, Atlanta. Hi, everyone. I'm Atlanta Alcoholic. What is the sharing time? Three minutes? Five minutes? Well, we got two minutes left, so two minutes. Two minutes. Okay. I'm letting you know what kind of time I have. A couple of things. You know, there's a couple of subjects brought up in the meeting. that I just wanted to touch on. I'm actually an after-school teacher, and I can tell you I work part-time, and the part-time job of being an after-school teacher equal equal the stress of the full-time job of being a preschool teacher. So, mm. um, you know, and I have to work today, and it's it, it's you know, and, and it's it's. Uh, I mean, my 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 job is like the second place I practice my program. The first place I practice my program. Uh, well. The first place I practice my program is in my head, okay? The second place I practice the program is with my um, college-age daughter, you know? Every day, um, you know, I'm presented with an opportunity if I'm going to stay on my side of the street or not, you know? And, uh, um, you know, I, I, you know, God's in charge. I'm not in charge. Even if someone else thinks I'm in charge, I'm not in charge, you know? And then when it comes to work, it's uh, it's funny. I, I went to, I heard Texas T talk about being childish. And then, you know, I work with children. When I was younger, I thought working with children was the greatest thing in the world. And it is. I'm, I'm very happy I work with children, but I work with children. I work with actual ones that are undisciplined, you know, pure instinct, the actual people who should be acting the way that we act and it can be exhausting you know it's 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 funny now um you know i'm in my like my third year of teaching um and it's now you know i'm like what am i doing but i know what i'm doing is what better person to be a teacher than a sober alcoholic right because you know it's said about discipline like nobody's telling me to be here like I'm here for myself and meditation. Oh my God. 
I just <laughs> I'll just finish by saying I like what you say, Randy, about um you med you made this mean so you can meditate well me too and I would do the same damn thing. So thanks. <laughs> thanks, Alana. Okay. Thank you everybody. That's all the time we have today. Um I appreciate you so much for coming and meditating with me and being here with me today. I might not have done this without you. <clears throat> so, and it definitely wouldn't have been the experience that we had today without you. So I appreciate you. Um, I'll see you all, uh, hopefully Saturday. Um, so we'll take a moment of silence, even though we're a little bit over and we'll do this Randy prayer together. If you got to go, I understand. See you later. Uh, peace. And you, okay, one moment of silence. Okay, so if you'd like to unmute yourself, you can join me in the serenity prayer. God. Grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Thank you, Randy. Thank you.